mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more Reddit stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, that subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. Let's crack on with today's first story. Much love, guys. Now, today I fancied something a little bit different to start off with. It's from the r slash pro revenge subreddit from Bright Rick. He's got a little bit of neighbor drama for us. It says, neighbors kept parking in our lot. I froze them out. This happened around 20 years ago. Our family owned two apartment buildings, three units each. We lived in two of them, rented out the other four. There's nothing but these three flats lining both sides of the road for about a mile. Not all have parking. On the side streets are houses and very little street parking. We had more land than most of these units since it was also our home. So we had parking for around 16 cars. Everything was fine for literally decades. Then cars started appearing in our parking lots that were not our tenants. I blocked one in one day, went outside to see this asshole drive through our bushes and across the yard to get out. I called the cops, nothing they could do. So I called a tow company and had them put up signs. We have to call them to have a car towed. The signs seemed to work and no more random cars. Until New Year's Eve one year, I arrive home and every space is filled. There are even cars on the street blocking in the other cars. I'm beyond piss, so I call the tow company. They can't do anything for a few hours because they are so busy. We're in the Chicago suburbs. It's below zero out. I have an idea. I dig out the lawn sprinklers and hoses. I run one hose inside to the laundry room faucet and turn on the hot water. This way, the hose and sprinklers won't ice up, but the cars and ground sure did. Three sprinklers moved every half hour or so for almost five hours. Every car, every square inch of the parking lot, the street by the cars encased in ice. I made it a point to spray ice in the locks, between the window seals and glass, in the grills. Put away the sprinklers and hoses and went to bed. 4am, furious pounding on the doors, doorbells ringing non-stop. We just smiled and called the cops, waited until they arrived and went outside. Cops were holding back laughter. These people were told to park here by their friend, who owned an apartment several buildings away. The same idiot who drove over our bushes. I pointed to the tow sign and told people to move their cars or get towed. In our town, cops can ticket on private property with the owner's permission. So all cars were ticketed. They were also towed, since nobody could get in their vehicle. Wish we had it on video. And there was some back and forth in the comments on this one it has to be said because whilst a lot of people were saying yeah absolutely deserved and all this other people were saying you know they were told to park in that parking lot so maybe it was a bit unfair on them whilst other people saying you know there were signs up as well so it's their own fault Whew. what do you guys make of this situation getting ice off of a car is a, such a pain in the ass i know that much let me know your thoughts down in the comments below let's find another story 
And for this story, we're staying in the Pro Revenge subreddit from Bransonen, who says, My boss stole my Super Bowl ticket, so I made him lose a major client. With the NFL playoffs back on, I thought you all might enjoy this football-related revenge story. I'm a huge 49ers fan, the rabid all-day tailgating parking lot type. A few years ago, we made it back to the Super Bowl. I was working at a consulting firm with a handful of accounts I would interact with directly. One client in particular knew how big of a Niners fan I was. I was the day-to-day -day lead on his account. He really liked working with me and we became friends, often grabbing drinks or dinner after our meetings. He had access to a pair of extra company seats to the game and as a thank you, wanted to give them to me as a gift. He passed the tickets over to the partner on that account, who I will refer to as Dickhead Partner to be given to me as a surprise. The game came and went, we lost, it sucked. The next time we met, we went to drinks afterwards and he mentioned, hey, by the way, why didn't you go to the game? I heard someone else was in your seats. I asked, what game? He said, the Super Bowl. Confused, I answered, I didn't have seats to the Super Bowl. He told me that he gave dickhead partner a pair of his company tickets for me as a gift so I could attend. I had zero idea what he was talking about. He looked shocked, told me to quietly ask around about it and to get back to him. When I was back in the office the next week, I found out through one of the secretaries that Dickhead Partner had given a pair of Super Bowl tickets to another one of his clients as a gift from our company. Whew, I might have let this sort of thing go to keep the peace under different circumstances, but these were seats on the 30-yard line to see the fucking 49ers play in the Super Bowl. I was pissed. I considered confronting dickhead partner myself but realized it was the client who had noticed I wasn't there in the first place. So if I let him handle it, there would be no blowback on me. So I text him, hey, I just wanted to thank you so much for thinking of me with those seats. It appears that they were given to another one of our firm's clients. He texts back right away in all caps, are you shitting me? And then pretend I never told you, let me handle. He followed up with me about formulating a plan. A few days later, we were asked to come down for a meeting in their office. The client requested the partner be present, not entirely unusual, so Dickhead Partner and I hopped a flight the next week and headed over to their office. Little did Dickhead Partner know, my client had orchestrated a wonderfully awkward little show to catch him red-handed. When we entered the conference room, it was all the usual suspects along with a woman in her 30s we didn't recognize. My client immediately introduces Dickhead Partner, this is Stephanie such and such, a VP from other department. She wanted to sit on this meeting. Hey OP, you guys must already know her from the Super Bowl. She then responds as she goes to shake my hand. Oh, I don't think so. Did we meet there? I'm sorry if I forgot. Client responds, gee Steph, how much did you have to drink? They were sitting right next to you. Client looks at me and I say, I'm sorry, I wasn't there. Are you thinking of someone else? At this point, dickhead partner is looking visibly uncomfortable, probably trying to come up with an excuse. He starts with a, um... When Stephanie says over him, no, so-and-so from other company were in the other seats. By the way, I was wondering why we gave company seats to those guys. Is there a project we're working with them on that I didn't know about? Obviously not. They were in a completely different industry, so it would be like Coca-Cola partnering with John Deere. Dickhead partner lets out an uh again, and the client immediately speaks over him, asking, Dickhead partner, I gave you those tickets for OP. At this point, dickhead partner is turning bright red. He responds, oh, uh, well, he wasn't able to make it, so he must have given the seats away to someone else. And turns to me, looking for me to cover for him. Client smirks at me. I respond, uh, what are you talking about? Client, 
You gave me tickets to the Super Bowl. Client suddenly raises his voice. Dickhead partner, those tickets were a personal thank you gift from me to OP. Did you give them away to someone else? And then he pauses. Was it another client? Dickhead partner butts in with a, oh, uh, maybe something got mixed up in the office. Client went quiet for what probably seemed like an eternity to Dickhead partner. He then looked down, grabbed his portfolio and iPad, put them into his briefcase and said, I think this meeting is over. OP, it seems as if I owe you a thank you gift. Let's go to lunch. Stephanie, you're welcome to join Dickhead Partner. I need to evaluate our relationship. Please go back home and expect to hear from us next week. Dickhead Partner suggests he would like to join, presumably to do damage control, and Stephanie sternly tells him, I don't think that's a good idea, and asks for the front desk to see Dickhead Partner out. As soon as he is in the elevator, we all break out laughing hysterically. Stephanie wasn't really a VP, just an employee at the company whose client had drafted into helping with his pre-planned meeting skit. But she did end up coming to lunch with us and was a fellow Niners fan and a total blast to hang out with. On our way to the restaurant, I got a desperate text from Dickhead Partner saying I need to cover for the firm and that we could discuss things when I got back. I replied, yes, we need to talk, but I'll see what I can do. Client told me to wait a couple of hours and then respond to him. One, to expect invoices for the resale value of the Super Bowl tickets. Resale is way above face value. It was over 10k, as well as our lunch. He picked the pricey spot and made a big show of overspending, and that he expected them to be paid immediately. Two, expected I be given a direct apology. Three, expected a written apology to his company for what he considered theft. And four, will only interact with me or another one of our firm's partners. Never dickhead partner. This whole thing caused a stir with the other partners and I actually came off looking great because it appeared that I had made a good faith effort to save the client from the firm despite being the victim in this situation. The client would transfer to another partner which meant dickhead partner lost his profit share on any work with them. Oh and the other partners in the firm made dickhead partner pay the invoices back out of his salary. In retrospect I really have no idea what the hell the guy was thinking. Did he seriously believe the client would just not notice me not thanking him for Super Bowl tickets? Anyway, the well was kind of poisoned for me there long term because dickhead partner wasn't going anywhere. I left the firm a few months later for a much better position. Client ultimately terminated their relationship with that firm a year later. He actually now works with a good friend of mine at a competing firm. I'm still pissed I missed out on the Super Bowl even though we lost. Hoping we make it back this year so I can finally go to one in person. Go Niners. I have no clue about American football. I just know it's absolutely huge and it's got quite big in the UK now as well. Like I know a lot of people that always tune in when it's on, regardless of what time it's on in the morning. <laughs> what the hell was that guy thinking? The bloody Burke thinking he's going to get away with that somehow. I would just love to have been in that meeting room as that me as that was going on, watching that guy sitting there trying to think of an excuse, sweating, <laughs> cheeky bastard. Someone replied directly below this and similar thing happened to a friend with concert tickets. She got the tickets directly from the client. Boss took them from her office and posted them on Craigslist, told the client she wasn't allowed to accept gifts. Client found the listing for the tickets, contacted a partner and let them know Boss took personal property and sold it and then kept the money. He was fired for theft. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> now, I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. 
This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. And next, we're going to move over to the malicious compliance subreddit with Nefarious Allo, who says, I complied and cost my boss his bonus and his job. I'm a corporate professional in middle management. My boss is a senior manager and he's horrible at his job. Peter Principal totally applies. He got his annual goal sent down from the corporate ether. And naturally, he added these things to my list of responsibilities. He would receive a hefty bonus for completing them. I would receive none. He would take all the credits and tell me I was lucky to have him as a mentor. He had this big shot personality. He was a smooth talker that acted like a celebrity and he was just too important to be bothered by the people lower on the totem pole. He only wanted to interact with people he could brag about and beyond puckering to kiss their behinds, he spent most of his time at his work but perusing dating apps. We were a very in-demand group within the company. We had a revolving door of people coming to our area daily to get help from us. Non-management employees weren't allowed to have cell phones and didn't have access to email. Stopping in was their only option. My boss got furious if I wasn't in my office to catch all the traffic. Completing his goals for him required me to be out of my office. He demanded that I stay in my office for my full shift every single day and accused me of leaving the property and stealing company time because if I wasn't in my office... How would he know I was working? So I complied. I stayed in my office. When his annual review came up, he lost his bonus because he didn't meet a single goal for the entire year. He fell under intense scrutiny. It was found that he was using company funds and resources to take these dating app encounters to expensive places and was expensing it as work related. He also used company funds that were meant for a building upgrade to build a new patio at his house. He asked the contractor, a friend of his, to do the work and find a way to add the money into the company bill. He was promptly fired. I'm surprised that didn't turn more legal with him actually stealing company funds and using it for a patio on his house. Surely he can be done as a criminal for that. <laughs> what do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. And our next story comes from the Am I the Arsehole subreddit from Supermarket Fair 3341 and says, Am I the Arsehole for bringing up my brother's premature birth at a Christmas dinner to get my parents to shut up? I am a nurse practitioner and I am the primary care provider for a lot of the low-risk maternity cases at the practice where I work. I also work hand-in-hand -hand with the doctors and midwives to create a healthy maternity, birth and postpartum situation. My fiancé is completing her residency. We live together and have for a few years now. We aren't in any hurry to get married. We originally had plans to do so a couple of years ago, but then we got really busy for two years. 
it's driving my very religious parents crazy that the youngest son is living in sin. I don't really care. I'm an adult and I do what I want. We're getting married in June. So we're visiting my parents for Christmas. The way it came together this year, everyone is at my parents' house. So that's my folks, my three siblings, myself and fiance, and seven grandchildren. So 17 people. At dinner, my mum starts going on about how she is so glad that we're finally getting married and she won't be embarrassed at church anymore. And my dad says how proud he is of the three older kids who all either waited to get married before moving in together or got married right away after moving in together. My fiance was getting embarrassed and I was getting mad over the stupid argument we have had too many times. And a family dinner was the last straw. I've asked them repeatedly to just accept that they cannot control how I live my life. I refuse to stay with them when I visit, even if I come alone. Hotels are just easier. So I started talking about a premature baby I'd been reading about. It was almost three months premature and weighed about 1.6 pounds. It was super strong and healthy for being born so little, and the NICU had high hopes for the baby doing well. My mom and dad both got deer in the headlights looks on their faces. Too bad. Should not have fucked around with my fiance's feelings. So I asked about my oldest brother was born almost four months premature is there a chance that we could check out the family album where we keep all the records of family births and stuff i already know that my brother was over nine pounds and almost 23 inches long when he was born my grandmother told me all about it the first time my parents tried to shame me the subject gets changed very fast after supper my parents told me that i should not try to embarrass them with private things that are not my concern I told them that if I heard anything about my living arrangements ever again for the rest of my life, I would make sure to keep bringing up the fact that my mum was in her second trimester when they got married. My parents are mad at me for telling them how to behave in their own home, but my fiancé is happy that they seem to be off the subject for good. Am I <laughs> the arsehole? Absolutely not. Scammer C says not the arsehole. My grandma used to say the first baby after marriage can come anytime. The second one always takes nine months. Next time they give you guys grief, discuss how comfortable the backseat of your dad's old car was. The Queen of Disco says not the arsehole. I absolutely love this. My own judgy grandmother pretended to be also moral in the old-fashioned sense. My father accidentally revealed that she was pregnant when she got married to my grandfather. That was incorrect. She wasn't pregnant at all. My oldest uncle was about seven months old when they got married, lol. And why they couldn't get married sooner? My grandfather had to get divorced from his first wife first. It's often the people with the most things to hide who enjoy judging others for things that are none of their business. And one more from Top Puts who says, I was absolutely lost when you said his size and weight at four months was premature. Then I had a ding, 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 shining light on the road to Damascus moment and very much laughed as I realized what you had done. Well played. Well played indeed. Not the asshole. And let's have one more story because I'm loving the random stories at the moment. Again, this is from the Am I the Arsehole subreddit from SavingsPattern3614 who says, Am I the Arsehole for not taking down my video that was a gift from my best man? I have a sister that's six years older than me. My parents for years cancel on me last minute because of my sister. I have a basketball game. Oops, sorry, sister doesn't feel like going out. I'm graduating. Oops, sorry, sister had a bad day at work. I have missed both major and smaller events in my life because of her meltdowns. I met the love of my life. We decided to tie the knot. From the beginning, I told my parents how I'm worried my sister will ruin another special moment in my life. My mum told me over and over again it would not happen. 
The day of my wedding, I received a voicemail from my mum saying they couldn't come because my sister's dog was sick and she was upset. I was hurt. My best man, however, is a jokester. He took my phone, then went to my fiance and asked if he could post a video of our wedding as a gift on social media. She loved this idea. I had no idea about it until I came home. Our honeymoon was at a lake side cabin. No cell service. The post caption was, my best friend. He's an amazing person, even if his parents never showed up for him. Video was still pictures of us next to her parents. Me on the dance floor cutting the cake. Where you would normally see both parents in the wedding pictures. The sound behind the video was my mum's voicemail explaining how they couldn't come because my sister's dog was sick. I came home a week later to hundreds of messages. Family members from both sides insisting I take it down. I was told my sister hasn't stopped crying. My mum is refusing to leave the house. I may be the arsehole here. I didn't take it down when I got my messages. I didn't call my family back right away. I waited until my vacation time was over at work and enjoyed my time with my wife in our new home before I contacted anyone. My dad told me to take down the video. It was just a bad night for them, that they will make it up to me and my wife for not coming. My reply was exactly, how do you plan to make up my wedding? It's a once in a lifetime thing. You choose to ignore my feelings on the whole matter. Then he just repeated, he will make it up to me. I told him I'd take down the video only when he made up missing my wedding. Flustered, we both hung up on the phone before we both said things we shouldn't have. Am I the asshole here? I could have just taken down the video. I'm just going to give you an overview of the comments on this one. A lot of people were saying, you know, good for OP, don't take down the video. Well, you know, there was some other people questioning at the same time that they've only got OP's version and they're just hoping. He didn't leave out that the parents' favoritism is due to like the sister having, having some kind of condition, whatever that may be. Not that it would excuse missing the wedding, but it might just change some of the information a bit. What are your thoughts on that one? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. And just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting involved in today's stories. I know it's a bit of a random one today. I just fancy covering a bit of those random stories once in a while, you know. I know we cover a lot of relationships, etc. But I like going to the pro revenge sometimes. Ah, oh, you know what? I haven't been to choosing beggars in a long, long time. We might have to go there one day. I'm sorry. I really missed that one. <laughs> and the pro revenge is the malicious compliance is the I don't work here, lady. They're all some of my favorites. And you get some proper random stories on there, which I just love to cover every once in a while. Just, but what do you think? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. As always, a huge thank you for joining me today. And hopefully I will see you in the next one. Take care and much love. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.